What's up, everybody? Welcome to the One Small Action Podcast, where it feels like it's been forever and more than three days since I've actually recorded an episode. That is indeed true. A lot's been going on in my life, a lot of change. I uh, met the girl that I want to spend the rest of my life with. I've left Rona Park after 12 years of business down there, um, almost 13. I started in tw- the end of 2010. And for the last three years, as you guys know, since March of 2020, I've been working out of the back of my apartment in an outdoor studio, training, coaching, programming, and doing nutrition accountability, as well as personal development training with several clients. And that business has been great for me. Moving from Rona Park to Santa Rosa, the deepest part of Santa Rosa in most cases, has been exciting and nerve-wracking, and it's involved a lot of change. You guys know that my son's graduated high school, he's moved on, becoming an adult, I have a a sophomore, junior, I can't believe I even said that, a junior in high school, my daughter, and both of them, as you guys know, if you've been following me, if you have not been following me, have been, you know, my sole focus for many a years. And as they grew up and, and they've been able to care for themselves in much more, much higher fashion, and their mother and parenting structure allows this uh, situation where I had some opportunity to go out and date and, and meet the person that I'm spending time with. And, and we've really worked hard on building a, a really good relationship. So we decided to move in together. And in doing so, there was a a component to it that I don't know that everyone experiences, and this is just my situation. So this is not uh, something that I'm sharing to, you know, make my story sound harder than it was because it wasn't specifically hard. But to move my business simultaneously while leaving the home that I had spent the longest time in my entire life in. See, that apartment was the home that I lived in longer than any other home in my life. And at the same time, while I lived in that apartment, for the longest duration I'd ever lived in any one home, that's where I raised my kids. That's where I grew up. Shoot, I'm still growing up, but that's where I really matured as a human being and started to really create something for myself. Uh, Start to actually have a savings again, you know, Uh, to build an infrastructure of a business that allowed me to, to do fun things with the kids and to serve the the very people that I want to serve, which is, individuals that have some confusion about the direction they should go in training and they would like direction they would like accountability they'd like permission to not do the things that are spouted that they should do but do things that are effective and well and that fit in your life but most importantly do something and create something 
that you can do forever and have it adjust over time, obviously, but something that maybe we don't start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. And in doing so, we got to have our mind right. So I do a lot of personal development coaching, but taking that business and moving that business and asking my clients to come along with me to change their routine, to drive a little further, to continue to get the coaching that I know I can provide, to change their schedules. That was a big ask. And for me, it was scary because every sense, every piece of security that I felt I had created in my apartment, in the business, in the backyard was put to the very test. And the support for me as a human being was magnificent. People surprised me. And so many committed to coming along with me, adjusting their schedule, adjusting their training, spending a little more time on the road to to come train with me. For some that actually already were making that commitment, the commute got shorter. So it actually was better for them. And like any good thing, you know, when everyone was full of adrenaline and excitement, it was awesome. And then you fast forward a couple weeks and, you know, some of those commitments change. People are finding reasons personal to them to, to maybe not make the trip. To decide that the change was was too much. And so you go through the excitement, the adrenaline. I worked countless hours to have the gym ready and uh, go to my Instagram for the, the gym tour I'm about to put up there. It's a short little reel, but I do want to share it with you. I've been kind of sharing pieces, really excited about what I was able to create because I've been training people with two sticks and a rock for three years. Now I have the tools And tools are just that. They're just tools, but they add variety. They allow me to do a little bit more, to go a little deeper. They give us the space to operate and function. But hey, you know what? It just goes to show that you don't need a lot to give someone a lot, to provide a lot. And convenience is a big deal for people. Now, if if your training is just convenient, though, are you really getting the most out of it? Because I got to tell you, in my lifetime, my training has not been something of convenience. Getting in at 4 in the morning before I work, or getting in at 7 p.m., or training in the middle of the work day, and then trying to get back into work mode, making sure that I'm trying to 
to eat healthy, to support my training and get sleep, but also run a business. So up at 4 a.m., I got to try to force myself to bed at 9, watching sleep suffer. It's not always convenient. Training in a hotel gym while traveling. Convenience is not what training is about because training of the mind and the body is doing things that aren't super convenient. It's honoring those commitments we make to ourselves to build self-confidence. Now, I understand. That's not me saying that anyone who feels inconvenienced by the move should be ashamed of themselves because they absolutely should not. I understand. With change, there's attrition. And I felt actually pretty good because at the time, I actually had 100% retention. And some of the people that are choosing not to train, it, it wasn't because of the move, but it was circumstantial. And the move gives the opportunity. And some people might still be training with me because they care about me and they think it's completely inconvenient and are probably frustrated and not expressing that because I actually have clientele that um, I think stay with me because of, because of me. I know that might sound egotistical, but the reality is I train differently than some. The training part is training, it's science, right? But ultimately, the I dig deeper. And that's right. Sometimes my clients come in and go, do not ask deep questions and just let's get to freaking work. And we do that. And other times, they say, can we just talk today? And we do that. So I am a different kind of a coach. But this this episode wasn't about jumping on here and telling you everything I am as a coach or who I want to be as a coach. I wanted to jump on here and say I'm excited to re-energize myself in a way that I can get back on and share life training, the psychology of training, the science. See, training to me is a delicate dance between science, art, and psychology. You have to, you have to be able to utilize the science to develop something that makes sense, that will actually create change. Then you have to play on the idea that it's got to be enjoyable enough for someone to continue. And then you have to adapt and adjust when life throws curveballs for that particular client. And then you have to do it in a way that it makes sense to you, the artist. You have to take your creation and apply it in a way that it makes sense within the parameters of a client, within the sense of science, and blend it all together. It's just what I love about coaching. 
yeah, you can overthink the stuff because the reality is the training part, like I said, is simple compound movements, some progressive overload done in a, a variable way so it doesn't get boring, but enough monotony to actually create change. Varying methods, understanding that progression isn't always more, more weight. It could be more reps. It could be more sets. It could be more volume. It could be uh, in, a, in a shorter period of time. There's a, there's a million ways to progress something. It could be a variation of the movement. All to create that empowerment that happens when someone accomplishes something. So here I am, I make this move to Sonoma County. We're starting a new business. I have a new gym that I'm really proud of. I'm in a new relationship. She has two beautiful children that you don't move into someone's house and become part of their life without becoming part of their children's life. So I have a new responsibility as the man that I am. That responsibility is serious to me. That means I have sport, sporting events to show up to, dance recitals to show up to. I have bedtimes to adhere to. We have family time. We have stuff to teach, stuff to learn stuff to be to to model see i had gotten really it really at the end of the day my house was my house and if my kids weren't there my actions were only seen by me and fortunately i have the integrity that that matters but at the end of the day when all was said and done if i wanted quiet time quiet time it was quiet in my house if i wanted to watch football i just put on football if I wanted to eat a steak dinner, I just made a steak dinner. But now I got to think about making sure the kids are fed, making sure my girlfriend is happy, making sure the house is clean, which I can't keep up with. I have a standard of cleanliness that is mine. So... How do I do that without coming in and feeling like just some some jerk? And where do I find my recovery time? I talk to you guys all the time. It's important to recover. How do you recharge? In this flight or flight, fight or flight world that we live in, what do you do to recharge? Do you ice bath? Do you meditate? Do you take a day to yourself? Is recharging going out with your girlfriends and wine tasting? Is it a day on the couch doing absolutely nothing? Is it a drive to the beach? I used to jump in my car and drive to Marin and read and sit and have coffee and go for walks. And I don't know where that time is. I relate to all you busy moms out there that are trying to raise kids and maybe maybe got a side hustle, run a business, make sure everybody's fed. I hear it all the time. I have to make four different meals. That's true. To hit my goals, I, we literally have to make stuff for the kids and 
stuff for us. And in fact, my girlfriend and I often don't even eat the exact same thing. I eat double what everybody else eats also. $500 Costco bills. And I still don't feel like we have enough food. So I relate. I understand. Work in the morning early. Get up at 4. Go coach classes. Come home. Coach more. Try to get my workout in the afternoon. Jump in the car. Sprint across town. Pick up the girls from school. Bring them home. Make sure they're situated with food. Come back out. Start working again. Work until 6. Feel like, oh, I'm done. But go inside and do dishes and make dinner. Clean. Make sure the laundry's done. Oh, hey, now it's time to relax. But I'm asleep in five minutes. Hey, now it's time to connect. Let's talk about our plans. But I'm asleep. I'm doing it again the next day. This is why I coach moms. Like, how do you handle it? <laughs> not, not, not super well all the time. But you have to understand what it is that recharges you. What it is that makes you feel good. Where do you get your bounce back? If you give, 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 then there's nothing left to give. And if there's nothing left to give, then what? So how do you honor boundaries? I was really good in the moment, but then guess what? A few of the clients shifted, and then I started worrying about whether or not I was going to be able to continue to create the kind of income I'm used to, to live the kind of life that I'm used to. So then someone wants to train in, in that hour that's not that's that's set aside for working out, and you want to give it up because, hey, that's a good time. I gotta even make money. So I might as well give up my time. That doesn't make money in the end. It just leads to burnout and poor coaching. So you sit and you you argue with yourself. Do I give up that time? Or someone wants to coach every other third week or something. And it's like, how do you create a schedule around that? And, and then it's constantly scheduling and rescheduling and then, and then, you know, but it's doable. I mean, in the great world, right? You would just have a set schedule. People would show up. People would train hard, pay, go home. If they canceled last second, they would just send you your money. Because this is what we do for a living. If they cancel 24 hours in advance with a reasonable reason, then, you know, we understand. Or if there was an emergency or family, I understand. Been doing this a long time. But the move's been great. It doesn't come without difficulty. And I didn't know what I was going to talk to you guys about when I jump on here, but I want to let you know what I was up to and what's, what's been happening, what's been going on. Where have I been? 
a lot of emotions. I haven't even had time to to sit and really deal with the fact that I left the place that I lived for the longest that gave me the most stability. I literally let go of every sense of security and took another risk, but I was so tied up in it. it didn't even think about how risky it was, you know? And fortunately enough, like, I'm in the right relationship because we're willing to look in the mirror and be like, hey, I'll work on this because I know you need this. Doesn't always work exactly like you want it, but the fact of the matter is, is you have two willing people, anything can happen, right? And so I'm in this transition and I'm doing this thing and there's all kind of emotions and it's just like a whirlwind for the last four months. It's just go, 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 go. And you look at the calendar and I know you do, I know you're doing this. You look at the calendar and you look ahead and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't see a single weekend where there's like downtime. We got this, we got that. We got to go here. We got to go. Holy moly. That's life, seasons. Sometimes that's why balance is bullshit. Because life isn't balanced. This is not some perfect set schedule where you could just be a robot in the drone. It's constant adaptation. And we box it as best we can and we handle it as best we can. And when we feel fatigued and burned out, we take a break when we need it. And we just trust that everything is, if you're willing to put in the work, that everything's headed in the right direction. Some will call that faith, right? Some people don't like to use the word faith because it brings back what something in them that doesn't feel right. So they'll say the universe is creating something for you. All right. If the universe is the word that feels right and well for you, use universe. Or astrological signs are in alignment. Or we're in Mercury retrograde, that's why you feel bad. Or There's a a ton of ways to make meaning of these experiences of times of turmoil and times of turbulence. And, And then the... What we don't notice is the the times of ease and grace because we're so busy enjoying the ease and grace that it's there and it's gone. Of course they seem shorter. Of course they seem shorter. You know that half mile climb in the middle of the marathon feels like eight miles. Then all of a sudden you're at the finish line. It's like, boom, and then it's over. The celebration is short-lived because you're on to the next achievement. Life is life is life life is the it's it's the lifeblood. We're always trying to get somewhere and in the process of trying to get somewhere we forget that somewhere right now is life. So all the pain I, I'm experiencing, the sleepless nights because of anxiety, the the tension I feel in my body, 
the self-doubt and imposter syndrome that pops up, that's life. And then we get better and we get more resilient and we have faith or we trust the universe or because I'm a Leo, I know it's going to be okay. Or we have a partner that lifts you up. But what if, but what if, what if that moment comes and goes? You just get in it more. You share and move on. I don't know. We have we have we have this beautiful thing for us. So I'm sure I lost you a long time ago. Those of you that stuck around to listen to everything that I'm talking about here, this is what I want you to know. I want you to know that the life is a series of of events and they're happening. In, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment, in this moment. And we get so caught up in planning ahead for the next moment or stressing because in this moment, our bank account doesn't look great, but we can't see five days from now. We're sitting on the hog hill because my bank account looks great today. So I want to buy everything in the land. And then, and then fast forward and all of a sudden it's like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have made some of those purchases because I couldn't see ahead. I was so in the moment, I thought I was plush, and now I'm not so plush. Now I'm not plush, so life's all, eh, life's going to end. No, Everything's falling apart. Huh? We don't know what's ahead. So I'm going to end with this, though, because I want people to think about this, because it's something I think about all the time. Sometimes I, I reminisce about my past career. And how I was able to make a lot of money in a short period of time. Over five years, I made enough money that it invested the right way. None of the none of my stresses of today would, would even really be there, to be honest with you. Unless I didn't heal them. But like some of the sometimes when I'm financially stressed that yeah, I'll beat myself up because like ah, you could have been you could have put yourself in position, but you, but you didn't. But then I remember this, and this is what I was getting to. I'm 44 years old. I've owned three homes. I've already worked in two careers. I have beautiful children. There's more that I get to get to be part of their life now and continue to be part of my kid's life. That's a beautiful thing. Whatever you call success doesn't really matter. I know that I've done a lot. And I also feel like there's so much more that I need to do. And I start to go, I'm running out of time. But really, from the years of zero to 18, we're learning anyways. That's school. So if you take that away, then most of what I accomplished, I accomplished in 26 years, 26 working years. And I plan to live to I'm 100 which means I got 56, uh, basically 55, it's coming quick, but 56 more years. 56 more years, double, double plus some, the amount of time that I have been given that I accomplished all those other things. 
So if your picture doesn't look good today, if you're not happy where you're at today, if you're unhappy with where you're at and your weight or your psychology or your training or your career, and you think life's passed you by, it hasn't. There's a lot of time left. And at the same time, time's our most precious commodity. We can't waste it. Don't waste it in regret. I time, I definitely wasted time in regret. Man, look at all the money you pissed away. Then I'm like, oh, negative self-talk is the worst thing to move forward. So instead of thinking about all the money that I pissed away, think about, man, I was able to do a lot in a five-year span. Shoot, even fast forward over over that over my first career, I made, like I said, enough to be okay. In fact, I made a number that essentially was more than some would make in a lifetime. And I don't say that to brag. It was an opportunity meets preparation or yeah prepar- you know luck is when preparation meets opportunity right so i was prepared to take on what was how it was a good timing and and i was prepared and and i had an opportunity and i was able to do that so are you prepared are you preparing yourself for that opportunity if you got the opportunity tomorrow are you ready for it if someone called me up tomorrow and offered me a job corporate job or something, making a certain amount of money or doing something that I'm really passionate about or someone tomorrow said, hey, take care of all your bills for two years and you can coach high school football. Am I prepared to do it? Are you prepared to do it? And so let's end this with training and preparation. When when I... At 44, the way that I train, I train myself to be able to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. If the kids want to go snowboarding, I can snowboard because I'm in good enough condition to snowboard. If if I get called by a buddy and say, hey, we're playing basketball Monday night. You want to come out and play some basketball and run a little bit? I can go play basketball, a sport I love. If someone said, hey, you want to do jujitsu tomorrow? I could go do jujitsu tomorrow. If someone said you want to run a half marathon this weekend, I could go run a half marathon this weekend. Those are things that are important to me. What's important to you and are are you in condition to do that? And that just doesn't mean physically. Because if I got called tomorrow and said, hey, I want you to sit at the table with, with these five wise men. Seneca and if Bruce Lee was alive and and Steve Jobs still alive and, uh, you know, maybe it's Gandhi and Maybe Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or something. You say, hey, you want to sit at the table with these guys tomorrow and have a conversation? Would I be prepared to be able to sit at that table and have that conversation? With a group of people I respect. If you took the top five trainers in the world and said, hey, do you want to sit down with them tomorrow? Would you be prepared? I'd be prepared to ask a lot of questions, keep my mouth shut most of the time. 
Because the one thing I know, I know a lot, and I know I don't know a lot. That's the part about training and the science. I have a book on my desk right now. A method I've studied before, but I want, I want to study it again in more detail. Learn from Louis Simmons. Why? Because there's always new tricks to be learned. Always new ways to present them. I'm going to take this information that's been passed around for time and time and time and time again and then express it in the way that, that I can best express it for the people that choose to allow me to express it to them. So are you prepared? Are you trained? Are you ready for? Are you capable? Are you in position to take advantage of the thing and the opportunity that presents to you tomorrow? If not, then it's time to do something about it. It's time to get prepared. You don't you don't just get to sit and everything fall into your lap. It just doesn't work that way. Hey, I tried this plan and I tried it sporadically over 30 days and, and the plan doesn't work. No, what didn't work was your application of the plan because the plan always works. Every plan works. Here's the deal. You take a plan and you run that plan for the 60 days that the plan exists and you find out something. So a plan works no matter what because you end up with information. Information, how to modify, how to accelerate, how to decelerate. At the end of 60 days, if I didn't get the, the desired outcome and I did everything to the letter, I learned something that maybe something within that methodology isn't working right with my body. Or maybe I didn't sleep very well. I got to take a look at that. Or maybe I didn't combine that with food. Or maybe I wasn't drinking water. Or maybe my stress levels were through the roof. Or maybe I just didn't enjoy it, so I didn't apply the intensity. The plan didn't work for me. could be a variety of reasons, and it still doesn't make it a bad plan. I've done Windler's 531. It's a great methodology. It's worked for hundreds of people. And at the time I did, it didn't work for me. I didn't get any stronger. My body did not respond to that. But that's okay. It was still a good plan. And I learned my body didn't respond to that type of training. High percentages. Often. No, I do way better with touching high percentages rarely and training in the lower percentages, higher volume. My body likes that with a very, very strong aerobic base. So the question is, are you in position to take advantage of the opportunity if it's presented to you tomorrow? And if not, what are you going to do to get into that position? And when you implement a plan, do you implement that plan to the letter for a long enough period of time to derive information from it, information that will be valuable moving forward? So, hey, thank you for something where I've been super inconsistent with this podcast. I still have some 6,000 views over the time that I put it together. People have listened. And if you're one of those people, thank you. And if you listen to this whole thing, thank you. And if you're interested in coaching, reach out to me. Because even if I'm not the coach for you, I know so many good coaches here. 
Thank you, though. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of my life. Thank you for the joy that you bring. And thank you for the challenge because it is exactly you who are listening and why I do this. And I get challenged and I get mad when I get challenged and I get mad when I get challenged when I don't have the answer. So I go look for it. That's what makes me the coach that I am and the person that I am more importantly. Thank you for being the person you are. I am grateful for you and thank you for listening. All right, everybody, that concludes another show on the One Small Action Podcast. Again, I am your host, Matthew Freeman, and I really appreciate you having given me your most valuable commodity, and that is your time. If you did enjoy the show, I'm just going to remind you one more time, the way that you can help me out is to share the show, let others know about what you liked, let me know about what you liked, or you can head over to Apple iTunes and give me a review, a five-star review helps the show get seen. In 2022, my goal is to show up a little bit more often for you and provide a little bit more of that content that you've grown to love. So thank you again for joining in and until next time, have a wonderful day and remember, take one small action at a time and it will lead to extraordinary things.